Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. All right. Welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast. And today I am very excited to share with you that we have Stephen Warner with us. And who is Stephen Warner? After running corporate for five years, he went out on his own. Well, no, I should say you went five years ago you went out on your own. But you poured your life savings into your first event, which got a total of two registrants, and it just kind of left you scratching your head. And that's where our conversation is going to be today because your topics that you share is, you know, click funnels, running ads, you know, some really, really important things and hosting VIP days, how to market through hosting events. And so Steve, thank you for being with us today and sharing your genius with us. No problem. I'm happy to be here, Marla. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so give us a better insight. I mean, like you tell us what your story. So what did you do from 2008 to 2014? Give us the real Stephen Philip Warner knowledge. No problem. I worked in corporate for a long time. Um, I worked for major hotel chains running their events for them. Vail Resorts headhunted me and I came to Vail. Um, I ran part of their fine dining program and I ran their high-end events. So C-suite events, 20 people to a couple thousand. Then in 2014, I decided to go out on my own. I had owned a business in college and I had sold it. And that's kind of how I ended up in, in the corporate world. So I, I kept having like this itch, this like clawing in the back of my head, right? I think all entrepreneurs kind of have that like, I need to do something. I need to go be more. I need to serve people. And when I looked at that, the thing that stuck out the most, I was like, well, I know how to run these great events. Everyone tells me I run great events. Everyone really enjoys them. So that's what I'll do. And I thought, I thought running the events was the hard part and marketing was the easy part. So I moved to Las Vegas and I was like, you know, I'm going to hold this thousand person event. I think most people would have been nervous about it, but I wasn't at all because I'd done it so many times. And so I went down, I signed on the dotted line, I spent a whole bunch of money, and I learned that marketing was actually the harder part, and the events were, I wouldn't say easy, but they were easier for me. So yeah, after failing at that first event, I was, I just was like, what do I do? Like, I just wasted my entire life savings, and nobody came, what did I do wrong? And I had, I had a really good friend that believed in me, and she said, you know, you can, you can move in. I have, like, it was a utility room. It wasn't, wasn't even a bedroom, but she was like, you can move in here. You can figure it out. I have faith in you. And from there, I kind of, I ended up in the marketing world. I got involved with Dan Kennedy and then Frank Kern, Gary Halbert was in there and then Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels. But I learned to hold events. I learned how to market them. My next event I held eight months later and I sold it out. It was for 150 dentists. And from there, I kind of grew over the last five years. I've now held 46 events. All of them have been profitable except for that first one. And I kind of help people. I, so my clients uh, that I work with, I help them put on profitable events to help grow their business, sell high ticket products. Um, I also do consulting around marketing and proper monetization of, of a business. 
So let's jump in. You know, what's what's the magic with hosting events? Because you you stated that it's the number one way to grow your business. So what makes it that? Sure. So most people, when they start selling things, whether they're coaches or entrepreneurs, authors, they they're trying to usually sell a low to mid ticket item. And they're, they're doing it by scattershot, usually through a bunch of ads on Facebook, which costs a bunch of money, uh, maybe Google pay-per-click. They're trying to build a website. They're trying to do all these different things. If you can put 20, 15 to 20 people in a room, they are going to build very quick rapport with you. If, you're, if you are authentic and you are good at what you say you're good at, they're going to see that right away. And you're going to be able to sell a few of them a high ticket product, which when I mean, I see so many people out there get started and they're selling a $50 or $100 or maybe even a $500 product. How many of those do you have to sell in a month to, to make a living? Whereas if you hold an event, you put 15, 20 people in a room and you sell two $25,000 packages, how many of those do you have to sell to replace your income? That's the easy math. I can definitely dive into it more, but that's, that's why I'm so passionate about events. Because once you learn how to do it, and it's not that hard, like, so many people that when they think about an event, they think about, you know, a hotel style event with 100, 200, 300, 1000 people. And that's not the event that I recommend anybody start with. Pretty much anyone can put between 10 and 15, 20 people in a room for not very much money. And you're not going to have the overhead, you're not going to have the stress. And then you just get up and you you love on those people and you give them a whole bunch of value. And you'll end up getting a client out of it. Oh, I, yeah, I, I agree with it. I mean, that's the number one thing when people say, you know, what's, what's your number one way to grow your business? I said, I get in front of people. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. We don't put money into marketing and advertising. We just get in front of people. We get in the room. And when you do that, so I am completely validating that what you are saying, Steve, is absolutely golden. So take us through that. Like, how do you scale that process? I mean, how, how can you grow or build by starting with an event and and take it to the next level. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. So if you hold an event, let's say you put 15 people in in this small room. So I wouldn't recommend using a hotel. I would use a co-working space or something else that's going to save you a lot of money. Video record that. Spend the money to have a good video team come and record that for you. And that doesn't have to be crazy expensive. Uh, When I got started, I reached out to wedding videographers and they were a 10th of what the cost. uh, If you say it's a corporate event, they're going to jack the price way up. If you say, Hey, I'm holding a small event, they'll come, they'll video record it. That's going to give you a product that you can sell on the back end as a course if you want. You can also pull out a whole bunch of snippets. You're going to have a ton of media content that you can use, whether it's for to launch a podcast series or just to use on social media. Um, you can get it transcribed. You can turn that stuff into lead magnets and into books. It's going to fill out the bottom of your value ladder for you very quickly, which is something I think a lot of starting entrepreneurs struggle with. Then once you have that going, you can do a couple different things. You can reach out to other event holders to speak at their events because now you have a speaker reel. You have presented in front of people. You've proven value. That's like the hardest thing to get over. But once you have that, you can use that to get on other people's stages. You can also continue to build yours because once you do this once and you've you've kind of got the process down, you can do it quarterly. I mean, I've seen people, if you, if you hold a 20 person event quarterly, your business is going to go through the roof. 
I agree with that. Okay. So what's your scale process? Do you have like a stepped out playbook, Steve, that you take people through or that you can guide them through? So if you're, you're coming to somebody who's maybe new in this space and is listening to this and going, oh my gosh, you're just telling me how I can 10X my company this year. What are the steps I can follow? Do you have a playbook? I have a huge playbook. Um, I will give you <laughs> there. It it depends specifically on what the goal is. If the goal is to get more more consulting clients or sell a high end coaching program, right? When you start, the very first thing that you're going to want to do. Don't worry about too much about the event location itself. I would definitely use a co working space. Then you're basically just going to take the biggest win that you can get for somebody quickly, and you're going to start talking about that everywhere that you can, whether that's social media and Instagram, if you go to live networking events, just start talking to people and following up. And the thing is that you can't give people everything that they need in a 10, 15 minute conversation, right? So you talk to them and you say, hey, I'm hosting this event and you can do this locally. You don't have to go outside of your city. If your city has more than, I would say 30,000 people, you can do this in your city. So that's a huge amount of the population. So then start talking to people and say, hey, I'm holding this event. These are the dates. Don't charge a crazy amount of money for the event. $500, maybe $200. I wouldn't go lower than $200. I would say $500 is a good place to start. And then you just want to start talking to people. And the thing that so many people, I think this is where they blow it in the sales process. They, they try to give so much information to the person to get them there. People are not buying because of features and benefits. They're buying because of the outcome they will get at the event. So whatever your, your space is, what is the outcome? If this is, I've seen this work really well in the diet niche, right? You know, I, instead of, instead of giving you all the stuff that you're never going to work through in a playbook, we're, we're having a weekend event. It's going to be two days. We're going to take you through everything that you need there so that you can lose weight, feel great, attract the spouse of your dreams, like focus on the outcomes, not the benefits. Mm, right. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go there for just a quick second. You, you mentioned price. How do you know how to scale price for something like this? You know, how do you, how can you determine is 200 or 500 the way to bring people into the room in that first space? I mean, is it, is there a methodology, a mindset? A, what do you do with pricing? There, man, there's so much to unpack here. A lot of people think that people buy based on price. People do not buy based on price. People are price sensitive to the fact that they want value. So you have to, and people determine value by the outcome of the event or the outcome of what they're buying, right? Organic food is a real easy thing to like throw out there, right? People buy organic food and they will pay the higher price, usually double or triple the price because they believe that it will add a lot of value to their life. It's something that they believe in. That's like a, an easy like paradigm to draw. So for the price, you don't want to do free. The reason you don't want to do free is because people will not show up. You'll get a hundred registrants and you'll have about five people show up. People value what they pay for. People pay attention to what they pay for. So you want to charge something. When I first got started, I, my dental event that I sold out was $500. Uh, the next event that I did was $1,000 and I got the same amount of registrants. People are not super price sensitive. Now that does not mean if you're charging $5,000, they're going to expect a much bigger outcome. That's why I say most people, when they look at events, they're like, Ooh, I'm going to put 20 people in a room and charge $500. And that means I'm going to make $10,000. Amateurs focus on the front end 
right. income. Right. The real money that you're making is selling. So you want to, you really just want to fill the room. But there's a thing where like if you charge too little, if it's free or a hundred bucks or even $200, if you're giving me a two-day event for $200, my mind starts to go, well, am I going to learn anything worthwhile there? Right. The quality of the person that's in the room is determined by the price that you charge. So if you charge a hundred bucks, you're going to get people that their expendable income is only a couple hundred dollars a month. Whereas if you charge 500 or a thousand, those people have a higher amount of expendable income. They're going to end up being better clients in the end. People argue with me, not argue, but like they fight this in their, in their head. Like I have a (laughs) lot of clients. They're like, Oh, I don't know if I can charge a thousand dollars. I don't, I don't know if I can. Well, you need to get your mindset right because what, what are you offering? If you're offering a true, life-changing experience, if you're going to get people into shape or if you're going to teach them how to get more clients, if your digital marketing agency events work great for this, if you're going to show them something that really changes their life, it should be worth $500 or $1,000 easily. Absolutely. Right. And I, I love that. You know, it's it's the value of uh, of what they pay for. And I agree, you're qualifying your clients like that too, right? If you're bringing them in the door, how can you expect to sell a high ticket item to somebody who's coming in at a very too low entry point? You're not within qualification of what you're going for. All right. So let's shift into this. Let's talk about mindset because as you and I were getting to know each other, you know, mindset was a catalyst for a lot of the things that you do, Steve. Talk to us about that and um, give us a story of this. Man, mindset is probably the biggest thing. So few people, like everybody, I think kind of knows like, oh yeah, I need mindset, but that's not what I want to focus on. I want to focus on the tactic and the tactic at the end of the day any tactic that you use, there's no magic bullets. Any tactic that you use is going to require you to stick to it, to see it through to the end. And there are going to be hiccups and problems and challenges. You're going to have to work through that. And if your mindset is not correct, you're not going to be able to follow through on the tactic. But everybody, everybody, I think I have not met a person who has not fallen prey to the tactics in the beginning. Like we, we all are like, Ooh, I just need the shiny object. That's going to fix everything. And I'm going to grab that. I'm going to use it. But the thing that underpins everything is the mindset, the mindset that it takes to be successful, the mindset that it takes to charge people money. I think so. Yeah. There's so much to unpack there. So few people, people say they want, right. I want to be, I want to be a coach. I want to be a consultant. I want to be a speaker. I want to be whatever that is. I want to be, well, look at like, what are the top people in that field like? And if you're not like that, then you have to switch your mindset into being that. And you have to believe that you can get there. And like the biggest challenge that I see with people that I work with is usually around money. They have a hard time charging money and, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can charge that. And it brings up all these insecurities inside. I heard a really good quote this week that I absolutely loved. And it was, um, imposters are the only ones who don't have imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> and I think that's true because <laughs> it is. yes, we all have, we all have junk in our head that says, you know, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if you're charging too much. But the thing is that although we have that voice, we've learned how to turn it down a little bit and turn up the voice that says, I can do this. This is who I am. This is who I want to become. And I am getting them the outcome that I need. And I mean, when I, when I first got started, I, my first, so the dental event, I didn't sell anything at the dental event. I literally just held the event and I was so thrilled that I had sold it out and made some money. 
um, I made a couple grand. The next event, people told me like, you have to speak at your event. And I, I love public speaking. That's one of the reasons that I wanted to do events. And I was like, okay, sweet. So what am I going to talk on to these dentists? And like all those thoughts in my head started spinning around, well, you're not a dentist. Uh, what do you possibly have that you could offer them? And what I did was I went and studied a whole bunch of stuff on dentists and what they wanted. Um, I started looking at dentist marketing journals and other stuff like that and kind of broke through. Then I got on stage and I was really nervous. But by the time I was done, I got a ton of people at the front asking me questions. And that immediately my mindset was shifted, right? So I'm telling that story to apply it in paradigm. Anytime you stretch your mind and you, you get outside of your comfort zone, it's a little bit stressful in a positive way, right? It makes you nervous. It makes you wonder if you can do it. But then as soon as you have success, it becomes normal. And that's how you expand your existence. Yeah, it's that stepping stone. I think you've just eloquently defined and described how to grow within your own success. And it is. Everything is outside that comfort zone. And you're right. Money is is a thing. I always like to say, because we're within the Maverick community and we teach through Maverick mantras, everybody wants what I have to offer, right? So when you're plugging it in your head and you're telling yourself, everybody wants what I have to offer, automatically you have overcome trying to sell anybody because you already know they want it. And so now it's just like, okay, this is how you get it. That's awesome. So right there, you can hear that we've overcome the mindset because you already told yourself they want it. I just have to show up and they're going to ask for it. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. I did. I mean, I practiced in the mirror. I definitely, I'm a big believer in note cards and mantras. Um, I have, I go over them every day and I switch them every month. I come up with new ones. When I first, the first 25K package that I sold, I practiced and practiced and practiced and <laughs> I, one, I did believe it more, but right. two, when we got, we were on a zoom call, when the client asked, when we got to the end and I said, you know, Hey, can I tell you about how people work with me? And they said, yes, it just came out of my mouth. <laughs> muscle right. memory. Yes. It's just like shooting a basketball or dicing onions or whatever you do. If you practice it enough, it just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, okay, cool. How do I pay you? Hey, you can send me a wire transfer. <laughs> Let me give you the information." Right. Well, people buy from people they trust, and what you just described again is you trust yourself. You trust your own ability, and because you do that, you lead them in such a way that they follow you. And I think that right there, a lot of what you're saying, I like how you're positioning this, Steve, because you're making it very achievable. As our listeners are um, you know, checking into this podcast, they're really taking some of those core things. Okay, so we're coming into the close. And one thing that I know you're really, really good at, I want you to share with us that you have a really strong positioning about Facebook ads and don't run them until you're a multi, like until you're a million dollar company, right? So you've got some really strong positioning. It's too powerful not to have you share that. We don't have a lot of time, but can you take us there for just a minute about Facebook ads and being a million dollar company? Sure. It's real simple. People, when they're getting their business started, they're, they're looking for the easy way to do things. And they're like, if I can just throw money at Facebook ads, like they feel like Facebook ads, if I spend the money, I expect it to work. That's our innate thing in our head, right? Well, if I spend $2,000 on Facebook ads, I'm going to get buyers. That rarely works out of the gate. And it you like ads are getting harder and harder. Uh, cost per client acquisition is going way up. And I see so many people like they come in and they don't have a strong product 
yet. They have a very good idea for it. Maybe they do. Maybe they have a book or maybe they have something that's $100. Actually, a client did this last week. They had a challenge that they were launching. They spent $4,000 on ads and they ended up getting, I think they got four or five people at 100 bucks. So they were negative, maybe three, thirty, four hundred. And I see this happen. And the thing is that you don't have to run ads. There is so much that you can do organically to get customers. Part of it is that it makes people uncomfortable doing Facebook lives, doing email marketing. Email marketing is not dead. If you tell stories correctly and you learn how to do it, again, getting outside of your comfort zone, email marketing still works. I get my open rate is over 30%. Wow, um, that's pretty strong. But it's I, the key to it is value. The other thing is that I email almost every day. That's a whole nother topic we won't get into. But you can, between email, Facebook Lives, and just connecting with people, and I am not talking about spamming people. I know that a lot of people, the thing that's going on on Facebook right now is you friend somebody and then you get this, this long message about why you should join their Facebook group or you should jump on a call with them. I'm not talking about that. Actually give value to people, lead with a little bit of value, be active, pick one, two, three groups and be really active in that group, providing value, friend people, give value. And then if they have questions, that's where you can open up a sales conversation. I fill most of my events and I teach most of my students, most of my clients to fill their events without ads. I don't think you need ads until you're a million dollar company, until you can pay a company that is really good at running ads. And I mean, that's going to cost you 2,500 to five grand a month just for them to run your ads. Then you have ad spend on top of that. And I think to, to really be at that point, you need to be spending 10K a month on your ads budget. And that's, and it has to be sustainable. It should be something that doesn't stress you out. I, I think you can do so much organically and just save your, your money and put it into your business. I think that's a much better place to be spending. Right. And I think people are finding that more and more. I mean, I think people are coming to that realization because I, I don't think they felt like they had options and they felt like, oh, it's all got to be Facebook ads and this is just what we have to do. But it, you're talking about relationship marketing. You're being organic, authentic. I mean, you're getting up on stage, speaking from the heart, you're emailing and telling real true stories. But the outcome of all of that and, and how you're positioning it, it's, it's value-based. And that's really the end of the day. That's what it's all about. Okay, so we're coming into the close. Where can we find more about your website, social media? How can we connect with you, Steve? Sure. So myt.how, H-O-W. It's a completely free course on how to hold a live event and how to get on other people's stages uh, because I think that is the fastest way for you to grow your business quickly. Uh, it's completely free. You can go check that out. StephenPhilipWerner.com is my website. It has all my stuff on there. I have a couple different books that are there. I have some other things. Also, Stephen Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R -E -E is my Facebook. I have a completely public profile. You can connect with me there. Send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Excellent. Okay. This was such great information. So you can also learn about Steve Warner through visiting our website at marlohiggins.com, where you can add Steve to your circle of influence, connect to his resources, and be part of everything that he is doing today. Steve, this was such a rich conversation. Thank you for being on this episode with us. No problem. It was my pleasure, Marlo. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page, where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. 
As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the Work With Me tab to schedule a call. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to gain clarity and remove self-doubt, plus some personal insights from me that I only share in email, get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe, leave a review and tell all of your friends. We would sure appreciate it.